Welcome everybody to the GGBO podcast where we're talking Gamecock basketball only. Brought to you by Modern Exterminator. We know what bugs you. As always, I'm Sumter. And I am Bryce. Bryce? I'm not even going to ask how you do Let's go. Cloud like, nine? I've oh never felt God. this way before. This is fantastic. We've never gotten a big player. This and when, is, I, say, this like, when I say big, top five, five star. Sorry, PJ, you're not the best anymore to ever come here. Sorry to, like, like I mean, this is hands down the best. Like, this isn't even close. We've been talking about it for a while, but I didn't believe it until I actually saw it. Yeah. He's in the building with Rattler today. Saw a t- I saw a tweet, which means you know it's real now. Yeah. He's hanging out with Rattler. Yeah, this is fantastic. Um, for those of everybody just tuning in, you know, if you didn't catch last If you live under time, a rock in the last hour. Or if, or if you've just been off at Cancun all summer. Ooh, I like that. You know, like... Just not following Gamecock basketball because during the summer there's nothing to follow. Uh, we got some pretty big news. G.G. Jackson has committed to the University of South Carolina. At 3 p.m. today. What's today's date? Uh, July 22nd. 22nd. 23rd. At, it's the 23rd. 23rd at 3 p.m. It's made me want to crack a beer. Ooh, we don't do this often on the pod. We're, we're day drinking. Yeah. And when you're in your mid-30s, day drinking's it's a t- it's it, tough. It's tough. I wish that we had already been day drinking together mm. and had been out like by like a pool when this happened to where we were both half in the bag, just like shirts off, you know, like just sunscreen, you know, dripping off of us, just, you know, coming in, coming in hot on the pod, but coming in hot. This is, this is fantastic <laughs> guys. Today has happened. And, um, you know, we had a pod a few weeks ago and we were all talking. What ifs we're not talking. What ifs anymore. We just signed the number one player in the 2023 class. And if you go by his number rating, 99.20, that would tie him for first in the 2022 class just based on numbers. Right. And he's reclassifying to 2022. He will be playing basketball in October or November. That's right. And, he, and I guess he would then be enrolling in August. That's when school yeah. starts. Yeah. He didn't have to go far, right? Didn't have to go far. Just a few miles. From Ridgeview High School. And my wife didn't get excited about it because she thought it was for next year's. And then I we had to let her know that she's pumped. And she she's gonna, and she said she hasn't been pumped since Chris Silva left the team. Yeah. <laughs> my wife has not enjoyed South Carolina basketball. And since we're Chris and when Sumter and I were trying to let her know about you know like how, how do you compare Gigi Jackson? And I was like, well, he's Chris Silva with an awesome offensive game. As, and can play like a guard. Yeah. Because he's got defense. If you looked at the mixtapes, he can kind of do it all. And he's not like Zion to where he's playing 1A private Christian school ball. He's playing 4A. Yeah. Is, is Ridgery 4 or 5A? I don't know. The A's have changed since we've been in high school. And and I, I haven't – I went to high school in Richland too, and I would have – they were 4A at one point in time when I was there. They might be 5A now. Let's just say this. They're playing big boy basketball. I, I don't – we should probably understand how like they're the, not play- the classifications. They're of not playing Skiza, Ben Lip, and Cardinal Newman teams. Right? Is that fair to say? Right. So Ridgeview, and we we have a Ridgeview player. If, if we were a credentialed pod, we would we, we would know the the the, the hierarchy. Oh, of the in high due time, stuff. in yes. due time, yes. we will be credentialed. <laughs> anyway, your initial thoughts. I think we talked about this last pod, but with it actually being real. What's Gigi going to do for us this year? Well, I think that's still hard to say. I think it could. I think we could have a big spec, 
you know, there's a wide spectrum of possibilities here. But what he definitely does for us is he makes us better. We will be better than whatever we were going to be. Attendance is going to be up. Is gonna it is gonna put attendance up, and one of the most important things, oh, oh, it's got Lamont Paris rolling out of the gate. This is his first recruit. And Literally the first cr- recruit he signed is arguably the number one player in the nation, and the highest player by far ever to sign at Carolina. Yes, and I do. You know, Frank did the legwork though. Frank, Frank did a Gotta lot. Gotta give of, him a little bit. We do have to give Frank Martin a little credit, uh, which is something that the GBO podcast rarely says. We are not pro Frank, <laughs> um, but uh, th- that he did do a lot of the legwork with this. But like you, you know, at the same time. Um, it, it might have been that just this kid wanted to play at Carolina. And it didn't matter who, who the coach was. His mama wanted him to play at Carolina. His mama wanted him to play at Carolina. His sister wanted to play at Carolina. Yeah, they wanted him to play at Carolina. And it's and that is really cool that like a local kid wanted to play here. And it, it might not have mattered if it was Lamont Paris, Frank Martin, Darren Horn, Dave Odom, Randy Fogler. Like, like he wanted to play... At Carolina. And this can start a trend. That's what you're hoping for, that the big recruits, the top 50 recruits, to say, hey, if he can do well here and have a good year. Yeah. Just stat-wise, that, that will at least say, hey, you can come here and get drafted. That's what we need to start proving. Right. Because the recruits would go from the AU teams would just go to other schools because they don't think we can win here. Win right. or do well in general. Right. And, and the other thing that's wonderful about the timing of this is – it sets Paris up to really recruit, like to to like it splash to, to splash recruit. We will. I do not think we will be terrible next year. We might have been terrible without him. Without him, I agree. I with do that. not think we will be terrible next year, and and we might have really regressed, and that and that could have stalled Paris, you, you know, getting out of the gate. But see this. Uh, you know, we, we got Cam Scott out there, the kid in Lexington. Yep. Uh, if you don't know, there's another. He's not as highly. When I say he's not as highly rated as Gigi, I think two four seven has him as the number ninth player in their class. Right. Like so, we've got a five star top ten player goes to Lexington High School, and um, he has come out and said Gigi coming to South Carolina would intrigue him. And yeah, there was an article that was written today talking about just a lot of the top recruits in the next year or two are saying, you know, they're even more interested in Carolina just because Gigi's going to come. Yeah, and so what this means, um, I think it right now off the bat, it means more, like the initial Im- implications of this is all recruiting yes. and image-based. Yes. Is, is all recruiting. Perception. It's all perception is, that is changed for the basketball program and it's got good perception for Lamont Paris as well what this means for us as far as a basketball team well we have to see how good this kid is he needs to live up to expectations yeah a lot of pressure it, it, it is a lot of pressure well it is and it isn't you, you know like I mean he's he's gonna be a top pick in next year's NBA draft regardless of how he does here. and he's gonna start for us and play 33 plus minutes right you can but, but, but just like the We've in the SEC, not at South Carolina. We've watched um, guys like Gigi come to teams that weren't Duke or Kentucky. Right? You know, like Anthony Edwards went to Georgia. We're a better. We're, we've got a better basketball program than Georgia. Would would that be a fair thing to say? We own them. Th- that's right. All right. So, um, in basketball, 
Anthony Edwards was the top recruit in the class and uh, went to Georgia. People said he could be the first pick in the draft. He was. Georgia was not very good. Really bad. They were really bad. They only won, like, what, five games? No, they won, like, ten. Five, five SEC games. Yeah, yeah. Excuse yes. me. Yep. They only won, like, five SEC games. And, um, and then Edwards was still the first pick in the draft, even though he wasn't that impressive right. at, at UGA. And so, like, Gigi could be that. It's not going to guarantee tournament. If anyone's talking tournament, I'm not going to believe them. Again, we have to see how these guys mesh together anyway. Yeah, but but it does. I think it allows us to talk tournament. You can at least talk about it without being laughed at. But again, right. let's be re- let's be realistic. We weren't able to talk tournament last week. Right. We're able to talk tournament now. Right. With with Gigi on this team because he you, you know he he could be Zion good. He could be Cade Cunningham good, you, that, you know, like that would be a sh- that would be something. Yeah, like uh, and I mean we could and when you have the best player on the court in college basketball, it's different than football. Basketball, you, you, you can, can dominate. You can mm-hmm. win a lot. You know, and like, he plays offense and defense. Yeah, and he's not just a he's a power forward that can play some guard. In terms of he can dribble and take a guy off the dribble. Right. Any big guy that we've ever had. He wasn't driving and taking people off the dribble without a pick. Yeah. Things can happen. I'm still shocked. Yeah. Like, this is when when we fired Frank. Uh, the 15 Frank loyalists said, well, you screwed yourself getting Gigi Jackson. That was the narrative. And and I believed that that was true. I You can go back and listen to our pods when we fired Frank. Um it was important to fire Frank independent of Gigi coming. Mm-hmm. Like, like we shouldn't have held on to Frank just for one year of one recruit. Um, but um, when we fired Frank, I was convinced there was no chance he was ever coming here. Like, I and, think and everyone we, was in that boat. And, and so this is, I'm, I'm kind of blown away that this has happened. And man, I would not want to be a North Carolina fan right now. Does this shut down the 15 Frank fans that still like Frank Martin? I don't think it shuts them down. I think that they will chalk this up to Frank Martin's success. Like, like they will say that this is that 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 they will credit that they're going to credit Lamont Paris as any success Lamont Paris has with Gigi Jackson as being part of as Frank Martin's team. Hey, he did the legwork, and Frank did a great job over the years of doing legwork. We've always gotten in the top two, three, or four, or yeah. five with the the top five recruits. Well, not all the top five recruits because some of them outright never wanted to play for but Frank. But even though like we'd see in a top five graphic and they would mention us, I would just start laughing as Frank can get us in the top five, but he couldn't close ever. That was the 10-minute mark, anybody, if uh, if you were wondering how long it would take for us to bash Frank but, on this day. But hey, he couldn't close. That's right. He couldn't. And Lamont just showed on in three months in that he can close. Frank closed on PJ. And Thornwell. Those and, are his and, two and Thornwell. in 10 years. And and I mean I, I guess you can say he closed Marcus Stroman, you, you know, but like, but but he really hadn't closed anybody since Thornwell. I mean since PJ, right? You know, and so it had been five years, and he hadn't closed on a single recruit. And so like, you know, I don't think I don't want to keep talking about whether or not where we would be if Frank Martin was the coach of this team. Would we have Gigi Jackson or not? What I do know is that. Lamont Paris 
has Gigi Jackson on this team for his first year, and that is going to make his team much better than whatever product he was putting on the basketball court. When's the last time we had scouts come to our games not to watch Kentucky, but actually watch us play? I'm, you know when they set up the tables? Like NBA scouts? NBA scouts, when they set up those tables for the Kentucky game, I've never seen those for just a regular Gamecock game. I don't know. Did Isaiah Thomas come in the building to watch Ronaldo Bachman? Ooh, Renosdo. <laughs> I think, yeah. He's the one in recent memory of making it into the first round and everyone on the TV going, what did they say? Is I he forget. confused that he might was supposed to take another person well, similar name? What was hilarious? What was <laughs> what, what was still hilarious was I, if, if my this is cold off the cuff. If my memory serves me correct, Bachman was the seventeenth pick in the draft. Eighteenth. Eighteenth. Okay. And if my memory also serves me correct, the New York Knicks had the twenty-first or twenty-second pick as well. They had two draft picks. And the funniest thing about Bachman jumping as high as he did is that no one would have taken him between those two picks. Like, like the, like Isaiah Thomas could have had him at 21 or 22 whenever they were picking again. Right. But, uh, but no, I don't think scouts were coming in watching Ronaldo Buckman the way that scouts are going to be here for Gigi Jackson. It would just be cool actually having people, you know, in our non-conference games, instead of having 2000 people, 1500 people, I think we're instantly going to have 5,000 people. And if this kid is good, like if this kid is re- if this kid is really good and and like Zion is something unlike anything I've watched in he college. He was a clowny level. He was a clowny yeah. level. But like if this kid is Cade Cunningham good, okay? Like I you can win games just off that. And that's going to sell tickets. People are going to come. And our fans when they get when they come and they're there, it can get rowdy. And those are the games that we can win SEC games and when it's a coin flip in the game. Yeah. We, the crowd got, matters. We've got it's a good arena, you, you, you know, like it's a good arena that when you fill it, I mean, the, get, the, the women's games are evidence of this. Yep. When you fill it, like it's a it's it's as good a home atmosphere as you can have. Agreed. You, you know, like and so this is exciting. I think we will have I I think we will have a marquee winner two next year with this, regardless of how this team is. I'd be more than Frank did last year. I think we can have a marquee win or two next year. I also think we will have some losses that, like, especially after we have a marquee win. Like, I are you saying that we can lose to anybody and then beat anybody? Yes, yes. I'm, I'm saying that's that's the team that that I see us going on there. Hopefully, we don't lose to like the Coastals or Stetsons or Stetsons of Boston the world. University, but like. If we beat Kentucky, I could see us turning around the next night and losing to Georgia. We don't lose. Like, let's just be clear: we don't lose to Georgia unless it's in the SEC tournament. <laughs> that's that's true. That's just that, that's straight facts. This podcast is very anti-Georgia and anti-Frank Martin. I think those are the two things that you can you know if you've listened to the pod, those are our top two. Yeah. I'm trying to think of something I'm more anti. Miss free throws than those two things. No, I think I'm more anti Frank and more anti <laughs> and more anti Georgia. Which is funny because beating Georgia is the only thing Frank did with any amount of consistency. So let's talk about this year. Last pod we were talking about our win totals. Do you think that we can get into the? I mean, I, when when he instantly signed today, when he committed, I'll be thinking like this. Well. I think we can get to 17, 18 wins at a high. That would be my high level. That's where I kind of cut off on well, what I think it can be. 
And, so, and that's on pure guesstimation. So, like, I, I think the, you know, the, I think anything is possible, all right, with this. And when I say anything is possible, I mean, like, the highest of ceilings is possible and the lowest of floors is possible. Like, 5-13 and 13 in SEC play and... 13-5. And 13-5 uh, and and, and and in SEC play are, are, are both in the carts. It's just, they're both in the carts. It's just we. I didn't. I didn't think we had the bodies to be competitive. Now with a star player, with some role players, you can be competitive. And now with with Gigi, we don't. All the transfers don't have to hit. Right. Like we don't have to. We we literally don't have to bat a thousand with all the players that we have to have. Um, like if Michi Johnson is good and can and can and can handle the ball, and Hayden and, Brown can, can put up those numbers, and can set up Gigi, yep. and Hayden Brown can sit there and make threes, yep. while uh, while the offense is concerned about Gigi, then like then this team, yeah, this team, this team's good. And the other thing that this team is, is that with Gigi on it, we can play him at power forward, right, which is the position that we need, right, right, and this will then enable a guy like Josh Gray to not have to score points. Like, Are you saying they're not going to double-team Josh Gray? I don't think they're going to double-team Josh Gray. But this is going to take all the pressure off of Josh Gray to where, to where what he's got to do is play defense and get some boards. And get like, some rebound jams. Which are two things that he can do much better than also you know putting up double-doubles. And you're thinking the star big men on other teams are going to go go on Gigi, which is going to open up Gray to the lesser of the big men. Yeah, I think this, this really opens up Josh Gray. I like I could see Josh Gray averaging a double double next year. Ooh, that's a bold statement. Averaging a double double is probably that's bold. bold. That's bold. How about maybe have a few double double games? Have a few double double games. Let me let me put man let me back that up. A just minute. to be clear, Sumter just said he's going to be the new Shaquille O'Neal. That's just what I heard. <laughs> yeah, there's more guys than just Shaquille O'Neal that have averaged a double double <laughs> in college basketball. How many how many Gamecocks have averaged a double double in college basketball? Did, did, I don't did, even think did Alex English. I don't even think he averaged a double double. I don't know who's who's had a double averaged a double double. I don't did, think. Did Chris Silva the year he won? ACP, he didn't know. He was around eight eight or nine rebounds. Mm-mm. He didn't get up there. Ten rebounds a game's a lot. It's it's hard to do. That's hard to do. That I, I need to walk that back. I was getting excited. Josh Gray at some point this during SEC play because of Gigi Jackson will have a double double. Okay. <laughs> let me let me say it that way, and 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 I think he I think he can now have two. So anyway, so it sounds like for what you're saying is we're either a tournament team or we can have a losing record. That's yeah. our range. Yeah, huh? that's our range. We so and and I think I I talked about this a little on the pod, but I think we can get into it more now that this is official. Yep. Um, <clears throat> I think there's three teams. There's three consensus number one ranked players that didn't go to Kentucky or Duke or North Carolina okay. that we can look at as a comparison here okay. of, of how we can be. Cade Cunningham okay. who went to Oklahoma State. Yep. For um, Mr. Boynton. Yeah, that's right. Um, ben Simmons, who went to LSU. And um, Anthony Edwards, who I just mentioned, who went to Georgia. And we've beaten them two out of three. Yeah, that's true. I had to say that real that's quick. True. And we That's amazing. We played all three of those teams. No, we didn't play all three. We played Oklahoma State not with Cunningham. Not with Cunningham. But we beaten Simmons. Yeah. And we beaten Edwards like tw- twice. We beat Edwards twice. So we're undefeated against all three, is what you're saying. We're undefeated against number yeah. one players. That's well, right. that weren't at Kentucky. 
<laughs> you had to walk that one back about as fast as I had to walk back that. Uh, Josh Gray that, averaging that double, a double double. double. We yeah. might have lost our yeah. followers, I, I, but you just dropped some. You know, Josh Gray is going to be the most dominant player I, I, I in college remember, basketball. I remember John Calipari getting two tees in, in twenty seconds, and then Anthony and then Anthony Davis proceeding to kill us. Hey, all I know is Calipari gets a little scared when he comes to Columbia, but then we play at Kentucky this year. No, uh, yeah, at Florida, at Kentucky this yeah. year when the schedule came out. So, um, but but back to this. Yep. All right. So, Cade Cunningham's Oklahoma State was a four seed in the NCAA tournament. They won a couple of games. They did. They they actually had, I would say, disappointing NCAA tournament success. Okay. Um, ben Simmons. NIT. NIT. Yep. NCAA tournament bubble team. Like they were like the, the Hold on. first four out. The Gamecock bubble bubble? No, no, no. This is the real bubble. <laughs> okay, so not the made up newspaper bubble. Yeah. Which which by the way, we're already on. We're already on so the is, bubble bubble. Is David Cloninger writing an article today about the NCAA tournament for Carolina basketball? It's gonna come out before we tip. That's that like before 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 Gigi Jackson plays a game exhibition or not for South Carolina that article's coming well us, there's one position in the tournament there is one and then of course Anthony Edwards not yeah. not an NIT or NCAA tournament team I think this could go all three ways where I guess we land is in that LSU Ben Simmons realm where we are going to um I think they went 11 and 7 in SEC play um and they were on the bubble, and they didn't get in. I think that that is where we will land. I think that we're going to go somewhere between 10 and 8, 11 and 7, 12 and 6 in SEC play with with Gigi, and that um, and that we will have a chance at making the NCAA tournament, and it's really going to matter how good Michi Johnson and Hayden Brown are. They're going to have to hit. Yeah. They're going to have to Frank Booker hit. And they don't even have to hit that well. They just If, if Gigi is truly great, they just have to be good role players, and we'll be fine. You know who's out there? We have one spot left. Oh man! On the uh, roster, you know Felipe Hase is still out there. <laughs> Let's bring him back. Our boy Todd's favorite player. Oh the, man, the Backney man. F- F- Hase. <clears throat> but interesting, we have one. We have one position available, and I guess the sky's the limits on that too. Can a top talent player just say, "Hey, I'm gonna go play with Gigi"? It's possible. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's all gonna depend on if there's a top talent player out there. Like who who is out there? That's there's a, there's who, a few who is out there that's better than Felipe Hase. I mean, there's a few players out there, but I'm just saying there's a few top hundred players that are uncommitted. It can happen, and you can have people transfer at any time with yeah. the one time transfer rule and just come on in. Yeah, even mid year. I'm just saying, I, I I bet you they're not just going to take someone to take someone, but if it's worth grabbing someone that wants to come here, that's worth it. Yeah. It'd be interesting. And we've got... Also, need to, need to say this, okay? Because we can, we can give Frank credit for doing the legwork on GG. Right. You know, but there is something that does need to be said about Lamont Paris. He doesn't wear shorts. No. I have not seen him wear shorts. Why does that bother you? Or a short sleeve shirt. I have. I'm just. We just want to know if he owns shorts. That's a thing out there. I'm just saying he doesn't own shorts. It's not a thing out there. It you want it to be a if thing. If you out can there. find you a if you can thing. find okay. a picture of of our Lamont, coach Lamont Paris with shorts or a short oh sleeve, and you send oh it to God. me, I'll send you something in the mail. <laughs> That's our first sweepstakes right there. 
If you can I get, cannot believe this is a sweepstakes. Get a picture of him in a game when why since he's he, a Gamecock coach. Why do you care? I'm just thinking. I'm thinking he's going to pass out in Columbia. It's hot. He, he, he's a grown man. He can make his wardrobe decisions. I'm just saying. Anyway, he looks good. Hey, I'm just saying. Can anyone find him in shorts? Okay. Anyway, G- going back to this. Yep. Right. What does need to be said about Lamont Paris is that he was getting criticism for not filling up the team and for having these two spots out there. I wouldn't say I publicly criticized, but I was wondering. You you privately, I, I'll call you out here. Sure. You, you privately criticized. I was I getting think, a little worried, yeah. And, and had we done a pod after our last one, before the Jamie Shaw article, right? Um, you definitely would have criticized him on the pod. I might have had some thoughts. You would have had you would have had some thoughts on it, and lots of people did have thoughts, right? And um, and now we have Gigi Jackson, and if we had given those two spots away, he would just he could have went to UMass. If we had just offered, if he could have went to oh UMass and hung out with your boy Frank. <laughs> yes, yes, that's what could have happened, and uh, <laughs> that literally is if we didn't have a spot, that literally is a scenario that could have. It was out. either Duke or UMass, and it's yeah. the other. Top teams with the G League, yeah, yeah, or or he's in the G League, and um, and if Lamont Paris had given those spots to someone like Felipe Hase, which would have satisfied you, in I would have May, been, I would have been ecstatic. W- would have satisfied you in May. Um, we don't have Gigi Jackson, and he came out and said that he's gonna have a full roster, but he's looking for the right players. I think he found one. I think he found one of the right players, Bryce. I think you're correct, and I can't fight you on it. But my question to you is. Does Jim Hudson have him a truck today? Does Jim Hudson giving him a Chevy truck today like Spencer Rattler got? I, I think it's possible. I mean, he took that photo with Spencer Rattler. If I'm Spencer Rattler, I put him in the car. I put him in the truck. I drive him out to Jim Hudson, and I tell him, my my man needs one of these. Time to sign a deal. That's right. <laughs> but I, it's just... I am so happy that this is just it's something awesome. that I didn't think we'd ever talk about, and I, I'm going to continue saying this, that this is just fun that we're talking about basketball, and we're excited about basketball, and it's July. It's July, and we're excited about basketball. We and, have other sports we get excited about, yeah. but there's people talking basketball, not football today, people, which is a big deal. We're we're past SEC Media Day, right? and people are pumped, and people are excited about the football team this year, you know, and... Um, and we're talking about basketball right now. I think everyone nationally is talking about yeah. Carolina basketball right now. Yeah. I mean, we just stole the number one player in the class. John Reistein. Jeff. Is it Goodman? Jeff Goodman. He even yeah. took a picture of the Peach Jam today with Lamont Paris smiling. Man, Lamont Paris. Ship has come in. Like, like. Oh, man. How do you think Sean Miller feels right now at Xavier? Ooh. How do you think Jermaine Cousinard feels? Oh, my gosh. Or Keyshawn Eric, Bryant. Eric Stevenson. Eric Stevenson, loving West Virginia. I think he's uh, he, he did a commercial for a used car lot in, man, in, in West Virginia, Morgantown. How about being Matt McMahon staring at those sanctions <laughs> right now at LSU? Staring at those sanctions that he's and and he took the job anyway. Hey, he's got Trey Hannibal. Everything's gonna be fine for them. Man. <laughs> um. Yeah, this is one. And, and we are lucky that you know LSU. They lost every player on scholarship and every recruit coming in. Yeah. When their coach got fired. Yeah. So we at least had four or five. 
guys that were backups. At least we had some people That's on the true. physical roster. That's true. It could have been worse. I mean, it, it. We'll see how those four or five guys that were on the physical roster. I mean, are from now, be. like from a couple months ago when Lamont got hired, we had all those transfers, and how we feel now is night and day. Would you agree? Yeah, the team is going to be better than it was last year, and there's going to be excitement. And, and, I th- and at it, worst, you're going to have people come into games to cheer on a local star player trying to follow his dream. And I think that we can make the tournament. And he's a Columbia kid, too, which is just what's going to make this even cooler. We need that. This maybe can help us with the AAU coaches who tell their players to go somewhere else. Oh, gosh. If That's he, the, that is the perception that we need to stop. If this kid reclassifies here, right, has a great season at Carolina, is beloved by Columbia, and then goes and, and gets picked after the French guy number two in the NBA draft next year. Like, like th- that's just going to do wonders for what you can do at Carolina. The narrative has changed. Yeah. Absolutely. And it'd be nice if we made the tournament. Would that be nice? Oh, yeah. Like, I think we can make the tournament. I think it's possible. I, I'm, not, I'm gonna... not ready to say that. We'll talk about that in September and October. We, we need to see the kid play. Obviously, we need to see the kid play, but we can make the tournament. This this puts talk of the tournament in, in into the realm of possibility, and um, we just gotta we gotta win games. We gotta we gotta beat the teams we're supposed to beat, upset a few teams, bam. And we do want to hear from you if you want to hit us up with the questions, thoughts you guys have. We are on Twitter at gbo underscore pod, and we are have a email address Gamecock Basketball Only. At gmail.com. At gmail.com. Hit us up with your thoughts and we'll read your questions on the air. What else going on? Anything else going on in Columbia this week? Just summer, man. Just, uh, just... Sweating? <laughs> Gosh, it's hot. It is, it's hot. I, uh, just get... school starting back soon. School starting back? I mean, you have to have a job, right? Two weeks. I've only got two more weeks before, before teachers report for Richland One. Two more weeks. It, it, it's gone fast. I'm about to have a baby in two weeks. Yeah. And it's it's going to be a girl, right? It's going to be a girl. We can't name her Gigi. I, I, I almost commented to your wife when I, when I sat down to do the pod that it's fortunate you're having a girl or else or else he was going to want to name the child If Gigi. it came down to Gigi committing here and signing, if I named my daughter Gigi, I would have thought about it. <laughs> You'd be divorced. I would have thought about it. <laughs> It would have at least been a nickname. Yeah. Anyway, some sad news that happened this week. Yeah, so we, so shifting gears a little bit. This is um, a big shift. We're going to do something we don't do a lot. We're going to talk a little bit non-basketball for a yeah, second. So we are the GBO podcast only. Um, the, the Excuse me, I said that poorly. We are the Gamecock basketball podcast only. That's right. And um, we, we are not going to become a football podcast. We're not going to become a baseball podcast. Never. Uh, men's basketball, women's basketball, that's it. And and hating on Ray Tanner. And hating on Ray Tanner, but that's because he affects the men's and women's basketball. Twenty four seven. Um, however, we finished the basketball part of this pod. Um, we are gonna for the first time, I think, shift gears, talk something football related. Phil Petty died this week, and we're both broken up about it. Very sad. And um, and we just we wanted to talk about Phil Petty for a minute. He was the one that kind of turned, helped turn you know Carolina football around from the uh, the winless season. He was a part of that when we played like five or six quarterbacks. Yeah, 
and then all of a sudden we beat New Mexico State in 2000, yeah. took the goalpost down, and then we beat Georgia oh, yeah. and tore up Quincy Carter and took the goalpost down. That's right. And he just, that year was fun. It was fun. It's the first time I ever enjoyed college football. Like, like I, so it's funny. I was born in Virginia and I moved to Columbia in 95, right? I never, I was a sports fan and, you know, and, and so therefore followed college football. Like I remember Florida State and Nebraska being great in the 90s and Ohio State with Eddie George and everything. But I, I did not know of the University of South Carolina when, um, when my parents told us we were moving. My dad told me, well, we're not going to be North Carolina fans. You'll be a South Carolina fan. <laughs> um, and, and they're the Gamecocks. I didn't know what a Gamecock was. I had never heard this term before in my life. I was 10 years old. We, it was 1995 we moved here. Um, it was Hill's last season, I believe. We went to the CarQuest Bowl. Yep. Um, someone in my dad's office g- gave him tickets to like... 95. To, yep. to, to Louisiana Tech or something that year. And, I, and, and that, was, that, was, that might have been my first college football game right. of my life. Um, but then we were just really, really bad, you know, like, <laughs> like, like, I mean, the, like in middle school, like my, in the seventh and eighth grade, we won one football game, like, and, and, uh, and then I'm a, we're freshmen in high school and the team's awesome. Like we beat New Mexico state. Beat Georgia. Beat Georgia. I remember we beat New Mexico state and it was all anybody could talk about at school. And my brother had a friend who had tickets to the game, and he went, and I didn't go, and I was so upset. Right? You could have had a piece of the goalpost. Could have had a piece of the goalpost. You can and still so, see a piece of it hanging from uh, in Henry's on Divine. The, the next weekend, I I told like my brother had had a ticket to the game through a friend again, and my dad put me in the car, and we went down and we scalped tickets, and uh, and 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 I've been a Gamecock, and and, and Phil Petty made Gamecock football. For me, a thing. He like, was the quarterback when he turned it around. Like, like we were fifteen years old, and it's the, and, and for you, you, you've been, you've been at game cocktail gates probably before you can remember. Is that correct? Since I was born, like, like you, you were, literally, I was born in the season later. My parents had been. Were, were you at a tailgate before you were one year old? Yes, one hundred percent. And so, and then we were trying. I, I remember one time we were trying to put together, um, the your streak of attended games and we couldn't figure it out right. because you couldn't remember the first game you went to. Right. Yeah. And so uh I bet you were a freshman in high school too. I bet that year with with um with Petty. Yep, 2000 2001, yep. Was was the first time you really had fun watching college football. I actually life. went to the game and enjoyed it. And we used to you know did leave at half. Because that's how bad it was. It used to yeah. be you just go out there and not pay attention to the game. That's how bad we were. Yeah. But, yeah, we became winners. We won, what, seven games during the year, eight bowl game, beat Ohio State. Yeah. Ryan Brewer. That's just fun. Man. It used to be exciting to go to the Outback Bowl. Now we're like this. <laughs> nah. Nah. Yeah. But then the next year, I think we were down, was it 23, 24 points? And Phil Petty you know, brought us back, and we beat Alabama. In, in, in 2001, that was fun. Um, then we go back to the Outback Bowl and beat Ohio State again. I think they win the national championship the next year. They, they go undefeated with, with, uh, with Claret? Uh, no, Craig Krenzel was the. Krenzel? 
was the quarterback. Well, I guess I guess Claret would have been a freshman on that team. I think that's where. That's yeah, my, yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah. I'm remembering right. Yeah, they they beat Miami in the in the national title game. But anyway, it's just sad that guy. You know, Phil is what 43. I mean, died young. They don't know what happened. Speculation. Well, you know, not going to speculate, but just at 43 dying. I mean, he's our age. He's a few years older than us. Like, it's kind of scary. When I was a freshman in high school, I did not think of Phil Petty as my age. You, you yeah. know, like, but he's he's our age. And um, just. It's just sad when, you know, one of your star players dies young. We're, That's sad. We're getting to that age where, like, the the guys we followed as sports stars you know, it's it was it was pretty shocking. Like just waking up and just seeing like, oh my god, Phil Petty died. Like what? Yeah. You know, yeah. But our thoughts and prayers go out to their family. It's just uh it's very sad and I think he has two kids. Yeah. Just sad. But anyway, we did want to bring that up, even though it's non basketball related, forgive us. We had to talk about that. Yeah. Well, anything else in the summer edition 2.0 Gamecock podcast? I think that's it. Any women news? Women laying low. I was about to say I'm still buried, but I. <laughs> um, Aaliyah Boston yeah. got stubbed by the Espies. Did you re- read anything about that this I, last week? I did not. Tell me I get, about it. So um, you know, they, I think she was up for you know National Women's Player of the Year for all ladies sports and. They usually, I think, they already have those predetermined, and they invite the winners out there. But, you know, it was just interesting that she didn't even get invited to go to the ESPYs. It came a big deal on social media. ESPN then invited her to go to the ESPYs, and then she declined Good for and her. put out a little post out there. It's just very interesting oh, that she got stubbed. She was the best athlete. I mean, she won everything. I mean, she was the most dominant player. I mean, she was the GBO pod. Player of the year, right? Player of the year. Like, overall, overall, men's, women, yes, Na- national, and that should bring her just automatic, yeah, and 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 I think like forty other organizations agreed with us, you know, like <laughs> like like the AP, yeah, ESPN, they agreed with us, all all these other people, you, you know, agreed with us that she is the, was the you know the player of the year. But anyway, I just think it's going to spark her and the team to have another good year. Which we're expecting for the ladies for next oh, year man. as well. I'm excited. I'm excited about basketball in July. I'm excited about both teams. Um, I can't wait to re up tickets. Like I'm curious to see the ticket sales. We already have. I mean, we're we're going to renew our tickets, but you know, I'm curious on the ticket sales for basketball. How much of a jump they're going to happen in the next month or two? Think it'll get those people that sit next to us to a game? You mean the people that we want their seats because they're on the aisle? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and the people next to us come to maybe three games a year. I, I've been sitting in your seats for since since all of Frank Martin. Yep. Right. Yep. And maybe even going back to a little Darren Horn. The good old days where we but, used to yeah. catch T-shirts. I've been sitting in your seats for ten plus years. Yep. I've seen the guy that owns the four seats next to you less than ten times. That could be right. Maybe less than five. That could be right. <laughs> and I'm like, you gonna renew? He's like, right. Yeah, we always gonna renew. I think he has a business that buys them. Yeah. Over under, do we see that guy more this coming year than we have seen them in the I history? I take the over. Yeah, I, take I think the people over. are gonna come out of the woodworks and so Gamecock basketball. Yeah. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Well, if you got friends that are showing up for the first time, you know, to Gamecock basketball, 
tell them there's this podcast out there. And that's the only thing we talk about. That that that, that if you, you know if if you want to get caught up on Gamecock basketball, that's us. Or hear us complain. Yeah, we're not going to complain. We're not going to complain. We're we're going to cut off the Frank talk by the start of the year. We'll cut <laughs> off Frank talk by then. <laughs> but anyway, thanks for joining us. It's been a fun episode. Hopefully, when's you'll, when, when when will they hear us again? So it's, it's maybe if we get another now. recruit, we got one more spot available. We, we've got one more spot. Uh, if it's a legitimate recruit, we'll do a pod. If it's Felipe Hase, we'll probably just hit some tweets of excitement. We might have our buddy Todd on from Fat Cat Biscuits, Rambo's Fat Cat. If we get Felipe Hase, he would freak out. If if we get Felipe Hase back, I think we're going to have to come up with the Hase, and Ooh. we're going to have to get Todd to make a Felipe Hase Rambo biscuit at Rambo's Fat Cat In Cottontown, I like that. And, and then we do a pod at Rambo's. I like that. Live. Uh, other than that, um, when's the first exhibition game going to be? It'll be first week in November. First week in November. So I say we'll, we'll probably come on, do a season preview, you, you know, in, definitely in October. Maybe last week in September we'll start. There's nothing else going ramp, on through the fall. We'll just talk pod. basketball all the time. Um. It might depend on the football team's success as to if if people if people want to get excited about something. Depending how yeah. many drinks we have doing the pod, yeah. that's how the other team does. Yeah, we might start doing you know previews at tailgates. That'd be fun. Ooh, be sweating it out. I like talking that. about basketball, man. R- remember, remember watching the Syracuse game at the Clemson tailgate. That was fun. Well, that was fun, and then we got destroyed, and we left a half because it was thirty-five nothing. Hey, but we beat Syracuse that day. We beat Syracuse that day. <laughs> anyway, guys, thanks for listening. We'll see you again very soon. Go Cox. GBO out.